0: You're listening to Homebound for Adventure, helping O&M students stay connected and engaged while quarantined. My name is Tracy, and I'm your host. Ahoy there, mateys! Welcome to episode three of Homebound for Adventure, where in every episode we explore how to develop and maintain exciting o skills, even when you're stuck at home. Let's talk about that word adventure for a minute. Yeah, we may not be scuba diving in the depths of the Pacific Ocean looking for a sunken treasure chest right now, but maybe you found yourself exploring the depths of your couch this last week. I know I did. After doing a little spring cleaning, it's amazing how much hidden treasure I found under my couch cushions. Food crumbs, coins, receipts, and oh hey, there's the remote. (laughs) And we may not be summoning the perilous peak of Mount Rainier at a towering elevation of 14,000 feet right now, but climbing a set of stairs in your house might get you as high as 14 feet. That's good enough, right? Quite an adventure, if you ask me. And you could even do it with hiking poles if you'd like. (laughs) Okay, okay, I'm kidding. Let's be real. I understand that for a lot of you, Life is hard right now, and to be honest, I'd bet that listening to a podcast at home week after week isn't nearly as fun as being with your friends and going to school and doing sports or tandem bike rides, having backyard barbecues, or going on family vacations and making plans. To my lovely listeners and friends, I understand. I really do. And I'm right there with you. Sometimes it seems like these days of boredom and frustration at home will never end. But trust me, they will. Do your best to stay positive and to stay present. And trust me when I say that I am doing my best, because this is hard for me too. But how do I stay present and positive? Do you want to know the answer? It's you. Every single one of you. Never in a million years would I have imagined myself doing what I am doing right now. Just six weeks ago, I was a regular OM specialist. And now, for some reason, you've all decided that my voice is worth listening to. I'm proud to say that we have doubled our download number since last week, and I want to give a big shout out to all the new people who've been so bold as to reach out to me. Hello to Tiana. Angel and Micah in Vancouver. Hope up in Adna. Steffi over in Yakima. Nate the Great in Oregon. Alexis in San Francisco. And Heather all the way from Florida. Wow. East Coast Represent. Thank you all once again so, so much. I truly hope this podcast is a place for you to find happiness and laughter and ideas to get you moving and thinking and excited. And no... There will be no real scuba dives or mountain summits anytime soon. Maybe one day, right? Never say never. But let's keep diving deep into knowledge and climbing high to reach our goals. We've got this. So, you know how I just mentioned that we have a new listener on the East Coast? Well, that was a bit of a hint into what we'll be talking about today. Ready for the topic? Today we'll be discussing dun, da, 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 measurements and maps. Measurements and maps, or as I like to say, M&M for short. Ooh, M&Ms, that sounds tasty. All right, back on track. How much do you know about measurements? What is a measurement? What is a map? And most importantly, how do measurements and maps help you with your O&M skills? Let's get on to measurements first. What comes to mind when you think of that word? Maybe you think of the word measure. Measure is part of the word measurement. Have you heard that word before, measure? So what does the word measure mean? Ooh, well it does rhyme with treasure. Measure, treasure, measure, treasure. Oh, here I go again, talking about treasure. Sorry, sometimes I just can't help it. Treasure hunts are always on my mind. Anyway, back to this word, measure. Where and when do we use the word measure? Have you ever had your height measured at the doctor? I'm sure you have. Measuring your height lets you know how tall you are. Have you ever cooked anything in your kitchen using a recipe? If so, I bet you used measuring cups to measure your amount of ingredients. So, the word measure can mean many things, but essentially, when you measure something, you are finding out how many or how much. So remember, measurement means how many or how much. When you measure your height, you are finding out how many inches tall you are. When you measure ingredients, you are finding out how much of an ingredient fits into each measuring cup. What other things can you think of that you can measure? There are lots. Now, because I'm an o teacher, My absolute favorite thing to measure is distance. Distance is simply the space between two different things. For example, let's talk about the distance between your bed and your bedroom door. Can you picture it in your head? How many steps would it take for you to go from your bed to your bedroom door? (gasps) Did you catch what I just said? I said, how many steps would it take? If I say the words, how many, that means I'm asking you to measure something. For me, it takes about three steps to get from my bed to my bedroom door. So I can say that the distance between my bed and my bedroom door is three steps. For our older listeners out there, this might be a good time to talk about stride. Stride is the measured distance between your two heels each time you take one step forward. I'm here to propose a bonus question to any math-savvy listeners out there. Here it is. If my stride is 20 inches and it takes me three steps to get from my bed to my bedroom door, what is the distance from my bed to my bedroom door in feet? Okay, bringing it back now, I don't want to lose any listeners. And I think this is a good time to jump into talking about our other topic for the day, which is maps. So I've already told you that my bed is three steps away from my bedroom door. But now, I want to give you a better idea of what my room looks like. So this is what you are going to do. Grab a piece of paper. Any piece of paper will do as long as it has four sides and isn't too small. I would suggest a piece of computer paper or braille paper if you have one and get a flat surface to put it on, like a table. Now, I want you to go on a treasure hunt. Oh, there I am again thinking about treasure hunts. But seriously, walk around your home or maybe your yard if you have one and find four objects that will fit onto the paper. These objects can be coins, rocks, post-it notes, Buttons, fruit snacks, you get the idea. Just make sure that each one of your objects is unique, meaning it looks and feels different from the others so that you can identify all of them. If you haven't collected your items yet, now's your chance. Okay, you are going to make a map. If you're wondering what a map is, well, a map is sort of like a picture of what a place looks like but that picture is taken from someone above the ground, not on the ground. It's like having a bird that is flying above your head, and it looks down and takes a picture of what it sees below. Maps are helpful for staying oriented, or knowing where you are. Maps give you information about where different landmarks are in a certain environment and how far away those landmarks are from each other. Some maps are meant to be looked at, some are meant to be felt with your hands, and other maps, you can do both. So, the map I'm asking you to make right now is a map of my bedroom. But don't worry, I'll tell you how. Ready? With your piece of paper laying flat in front of you, imagine that all four sides of the paper are the four walls of my bedroom. The four corners of the piece of paper represent the corners of my room. Can you find all four sides of the paper and all four corners of the paper? Lay out the objects you collected from smallest to largest and set them beside you. Now take the smallest object you have and put it at the very bottom of the paper, meaning the edge of the paper that is closest to you. Put that object in the center of the bottom edge. Pretend that that object is my door. Okay, now find the top right corner of the paper. Place an object there. Pretend that that is my dresser where I keep my clothes. It takes about five steps to get from my door to the dresser. Now find the top edge of the paper, which is the edge that is farthest away from you. Place one of your objects in the center of that edge. Pretend that object is my window, which gives me light and fresh air. That's also the window through which I hear the birds singing. The window is directly across the room from my door. Okay, now find the left side of the paper. Place your last and largest object in the center of the left edge of the paper. Pretend that that is my bed. My bed is near the wall of the left side of my bedroom. So, how did your map turn out? Do you have a better understanding of how my bedroom looks now? Can you picture the size of my bedroom based on how many steps it takes for me to get to different landmarks that are inside of it? What about where you live? Can you make a map of your bedroom or of any other room in your home? Try making a map this week with items you find in and around your home. And don't forget to tell me about your experience. Better yet, send a picture or video. What items did you use? And what landmarks in your home do they represent? Maybe you used a paper clip to represent your desk. Or a Triscuit cracker to represent your couch. Or maybe your whole map is made of food. It doesn't matter. Just use whatever you can find. And as long as you know what the objects mean and can explain them to someone else, that's all that matters. So get creative. Wow, we sure have covered a lot of information in this episode. But we've really only scratched the surface on measurements and maps. I still have a lot more to talk about, but we'll pick it back up again next week. By now, you should all know that sound. That's right. It's trivia time. Let's review last week's questions first. The first question from last week was, what is the difference between a parallel street and a perpendicular street? The simple answer is, parallel means beside you. Perpendicular means either in front of you or behind you. Great job to Angel, Nate the Great, Charles, Hope, and Tiana for correctly answering that one. To review, Parallel cars are any cars that are passing by only one side of your body. They can be driving either the same direction or the opposite direction that you are facing. Perpendicular cars, on the other hand, are any cars that are passing across the front of your body or the back of your body. In other words, passing by both of your shoulders. Can you hear the difference between parallel and perpendicular cars? The second question was, What is a road camber? Tiana, Angel, and Charles got that one. I want to emphasize what Charles said. This was his response. A road camber is a curve in the road that helps assist with the drainage of water. Very true, Charles. Without cambers, rainwater might collect in the middle of the street and cause puddles. Not all roads have cambers, though. Cambers are good landmarks for letting O&M students know where they are, while they are making a street crossing. Have you ever felt a camber under your feet? If you're out with your family this week and happen to be crossing any streets together, see if you can feel a slight upward and downward slope of the camber underneath your feet. All right, ready for this week's trivia? Here we go. Question one. What is a masking sound? Question two. What is an intersection? If you think you know the answers, let me know by calling, texting, or emailing me. And last, but certainly not least, it is time for the profound sound. Now, I admit that this last sound was a doozy. With lots of amazing guesses coming in, I'm sad to say that no one was even close. Here are some guesses from last week. A clock, a sprinkler, a typewriter, a keyboard, and pencils. Great guesses, everyone. But I was looking for something a little more, hmm, how should I put it? Alive? Come here, Justice. In case you couldn't tell, That rhythmic sound was actually coming from my dog. If you didn't know I had a dog, I don't blame you. But now you do. She's about 40 pounds, light brown, and her name is Justice. Because I have wooden floors at my apartment, her toenails make that sound every time she trots up to me, hoping to get a treat. So there you go. Surprise! Alright, it is that time again. Time for a brand new, profound sound. Here it comes in 3, two, 1. One more time, and again. What could it be? Well, you tell me. And make sure to tell me about any maps you've made or any walks that you've gone on. If you've been listening for a while, you know how to get a hold of me. But for all you new listeners out there, my number is 360-852-1810. And my email is T-R-A-C-Y dot S-P-O-H-N at W-S-S-B dot W-A dot G-O-V. This is Tracy signing off. I'll talk to you again on our next episode of Homebound for Adventure. Homebound for Adventure, where home is spelled H O M E, Because even in the home, O-N-M can always be found. Keep it up, everyone, and have a great week. Calling in the distance, so I packed my things and ran Far away from all the trouble. I cast with my two hands alone we tried.